Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're all about connecting with other creative entrepreneurs and having real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Join us as we converse with small business owners and learn their best tips and tricks on how they got to where they are today. We're here to tell you it's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. Today we have another mini episode for you. We're answering a question we received over on our Instagram, the Modern Creative Podcast. Be sure to follow us if you are not. And it is about client relationships. So before we get started, Diana and I just wanted to say thank you for all your positive feedback about the podcast. Please continue to share your screenshots, to subscribe, and to leave reviews. We really appreciate all the support that you guys are giving us. So we're going to answer the following question today. What should you do when a client project or relationship doesn't work? This is something, again, that we received over on our Instagram. And I am going to say that this is going to vary based on the details. Uh, We just got the question, but we don't know really specifics. So we're going to try to answer the question in a few different ways. So I'm actually going to ask Diana for her suggestions and her tips, because while I do work with coaching clients, this question came to us from Instagram in more of a you know calligrapher wedding client type of way and so that's a little bit different versus the kind of clients that i have so i'm gonna ask diana like what tips do you have for our listener okay so i broke down my tips into five different points and they kind of go in order of the way you should approach the project or the client so my tip number one is first to get to know your client Make sure that this is the type of person that you want to work with. Are you comfortable communicating with them? Are you comfortable leading the project? Are you able to get answers and communicate well with this person? Make sure to kind of see if this person is the right fit for you. Um, And I would say that if you see any red flags in the beginning stages, um, I know that a lot of the times as designers or as artists, we get really excited when someone wants to work with us or wants to purchase our art from us. But if it's a custom project, just know that there's a lot of heart and soul and time that goes into commissions. So make sure that this person is someone that you'll vibe well with, um, as well as like you enjoy their style and things like that. So I actually went to this networking event um, that was specifically for freelance designers. And one of the speaker was saying, how do you know whether you want to take on the project? And she shared three points you want to keep in mind when taking on a client. And point number one was, do you like this person? Just like I was saying, do you vibe well with them? Point number two is, are you excited about this project? Is this in alignment with your style? And would you put this in your portfolio? And then point number three is, does their budget allow them to hire you? You know, are they going to pay you well for this project? That's important because remember, I know art is a passion, but you don't want to be a starving artist. You want to be paid for the time that you believe you deserve. So out of those three points, if two of those checks off, she said it's a go. Obviously, if three out of three happens, that is your ideal client. That's the type of work that you always want to bring on. But out of the two, if you get at least those two, then that would be kind of like a measuring rule of thumb that you would want to um, consider before taking the client on. So my point number two, after you got the green light, you like the client, you're ready to go, make sure you set correct expectations and boundaries with your clients. 
And that means having a contract in place before you start anything. This means rough drafts. This means like anything you purchase for this project, make sure you have a contract in place. And if you don't have a contract in place, and just side note, guys, because you know that I love all my side notes and this one is not about dogs. Um, if you <laughs> don't have a contract in place, you can go with contract templates. You don't need to hire an attorney to draft a contract for you. Um, and in the show notes, we'll actually link out to um, the contracts that I use and the contract templates that I use. So check the show notes in case you are in need of a contract. All right. Sorry, Diana. <laughs> no, sorry good. for my segue or my my side note again. The contract shop is such a great resource for anyone in the creative industry. I know it's not the easiest thing to find or create a contract, but you definitely don't want to skimp out on this role. And remember, you guys, educating your client is your responsibility. Your client is most likely not going to know what to expect from you. They've never hired a wedding calligrapher or a stationary designer or worked with an artist. You have. This is your job. So you want to educate your clients and set the correct expectations before going into the project remember that you are the professional and you lead the project don't let your clients lead you and that's why the contract is in place so it could protect both you and your client as well okay my tip number three is communication make sure that after the contract is signed and things like that that you set clear expectations like i said in point number two so you want to communicate this with your clients so whether that is, you know, having a specific number of revisions, right? You definitely want to set a limit on your revision, how much edits that they they get per round or whatever, um, and also when they should expect what. So you want to kind of communicate this upfront so no one is in the dark or confused. And I feel like when you communicate those things upfront, it definitely helps avoid any confusion or conflicts in the future. So tip number four, since we're talking about, you know, client relationships and what happens when it doesn't work out and you find that in your stage of communication, things are kind of starting to look weird, um, what should you do? So my tip number four is pivot or be flexible. If your mode of, of communication, let's say, is email, like you email between 9 to 5 p.m., that's your mode, um, that's your general office hours, and you find that this client is really not responding and not working, before you get upset with them, put yourself in your client's shoes. Does this person work maybe during 9 to 5? Or maybe this person is a mom. Maybe this client you know, is like a full-time nurse and they're super busy or that maybe they're traveling a bunch. Put yourself in their shoes and kind of try to be empathetic. I'm not saying that you should throw your office out hours out the window, but I think you should definitely try to understand where your client is coming from before you you know, fire them or something like that. Um, and if, like, for example, I had a client who is super busy. She worked a lot. She traveled for work and things like that. So we would set scheduled calls. So I don't do this for every client. I This was definitely a special occasion. But for this client, she was super appreciative that when I turned in her, when I submitted the drafts to her, I would say, hey, let's schedule a call for this time. And we will set like, you know, a general limit, like 15 minute call or whatever. So she, we have a, we both have an understanding of what to expect going, going into the call. And we would just go over the points and stuff like that. And then that would just eliminate so much stress or waiting time of me, you know, um, emailing her, checking up on her. Honestly, it saved both me and her stress. So I would definitely recommend 
trying to put yourself in the client's shoes before you, you know, get upset and things like that. So if none of these tips work out, unfortunately, the final thing that you can do is wish them well and move on. So if things don't work out, you have to part ways, just like any industry, you just want to make sure you keep it clean and professional, especially during the earlier part of my business. Um, I definitely had a difficult client experience that happened. It involved like her mom coming in, her husband coming in, and it was just like way too many opinions happening. And it honestly affected the bride and just gave her so much stress and it came on to me and you know although that's not my fault and that's not her fault it was just a like a difficult situation you don't want to take that personally and you don't want to communicate that in a personal way you want to kind of be professional and just let them know hey I think this is you know I want you to be happy and I want your this to be a great experience for you I don't feel like this is working out anymore um, and I wish you the best and you if you want to you could even recommend some other professionals or calligraphers or designers um, of, of course this is you know if worse comes to worse but definitely don't take it personally and wish them well and move on if things don't work out those are some great tips Diana and thanks for taking it you know in order for us so you know to the person that asked us this I think that it was probably asked because they got to step five and may or may not have done the other points that you had mentioned. But I think it's just really clear, guys, to have a contract in place within that contract. You know, that's where things are like, that's where things are listed out, you know, payments, revisions, edits, all of those things. And like Diana said, it is to protect yourself, but it is also pr to protect your client. And it is your responsibility to educate them on that. I think the most important thing that you can do for yourself is preventative measures rather than, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really don't wish step number five for anyone. Mm -hmm. It is horrible to fire a client or to be fired by a client. I, that, I don't think that has ever happened to me, but I have fired clients before and it's not fun. <laughs> and I also will take the responsibility that, hey, in that moment, I didn't do step one, two, or three, or whatever it was. You know, maybe I didn't clearly communicate those expectations to the client. So I, I will take full responsibility for that. And that's something that I learned from. So if you are in that stage five, definitely consider why that ha has happened in the first place. Like think about like, what are some of the ways and the steps that I can take for the next time this happens and why how can I avoid this situation altogether so definitely take preventative measures before and hopefully this won't happen to you not that it's point six but if you get to this and it's going to happen you know there's going to be you're not going to have the ideal client every single time especially the longer that you are in business but if something like this does happen my my tip is to not dwell on it um, yeah. you know, you wish them well, but that doesn't mean you have to sit there and like fester and dwell on it. There are other clients that are better for you out there. So I hope that whoever asked that on our Instagram, um, you know, we answered your questions. And if you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer in a future episode, definitely direct message us over on Instagram or feel free to email us hi at the modern creative podcast.com and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.